This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. You're listening to Enterprise. Now, pewter is a malleable metal alloy consisting of tin, antimony, copper, bismuth, and sometimes silver. I did a bit of research. Now, pewter pieces are often quite prized for their artistic merit and craftsmanship. Again, the softness of this alloy means that owners need to take some care of with their pieces. On the other hand, they won't have to worry about pewter tarnishing like silver and other metals do. Keeping the shine on pewter, I have Salini Idris from Polini Heritage Craft. Good morning, Salini. Hi, good morning, Freda. Did, did I get the facts right about pewter? Absolutely As- correct. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, um, so I discovered your pieces uh, uh, maybe a, a while back, right? Just yeah. uh, during the pandemic. Yeah. And I didn't realise that you've been around since 2006. Correct. How did you get into jewellery making? Well, it was just a coincidental when back in 2005, I was working for another pioneer pewter company. Mm-hmm. I was involved in the marketing, but uh, at the same time, whenever we have big uh, corporate audit, I will be involved from A to Z. So from the observation, I was like very interested to know more in depth about this pewter making jewellery from the casting process, mold making process and finally the finished product. It is very uh, labour intensive but uh, because of the passion, I think that um, it just uh, flow automatically. I learned how to do some uh, small soldering. Right. And from there, I never look back. Right. And mm. you know what? I think pewter is <coughs> underrated. You know, pewter is yes. underrated. People always think of I guess jewellery in terms of silver and mm-hmm. gold and then okay the here's the association of pewter and then we think of the mugs and all sorts yes, of thanks correct. to that big company correct but it really is beautiful so and what is the reason you chose pewter over other metals is okay. it yeah alright firstly because of the cost mm. this is uh, in terms of buying bulk material raw material it is much much cheaper so in terms of 10kg 20kg for us to produce our product in range of kerongsang bracelet, chokers, earrings and others, uh, you can actually produce like a, a more than 100 pieces with around 10 kg of pewter right. compared to uh, 10 kg of silver so because they are more expensive in terms of uh, price so that in terms of uh, market uh, penetration, we are also targeting uh, working adults and uh, more average uh, earn income earner. So after doing my costing, I think I'll stick to pewter and it's much more flexible to do more and they're very lasting in terms of more keeping. So we thought that this will be a very good ah. long-term prospect for pewter okay. industry. Mm. Right. And where do you get your inspiration from to do these pieces? Mm-hmm. Okay. My inspiration was actually from uh, my late, late grandmother. She is also partially a nyonya from mm. the northern side of uh, Thailand. And when we settled down in Pera, I totally did not occur to me that I'll be doing this in a more serious uh, passion. And uh, the inspiration comes from my my background and also from my love of uh, fine filigree, which I have a few pieces that was uh, inherited from my late grandmother. And uh, I thought that it would be very nice to reproduce them into a more commercial purpose that we can wear them as uh, daily uh, accessories. Right. Because the actual pieces that 
that consists of Intan and gold is actually quite pricey. Mm. And in case if we drop or lose them, it's like difficult to get another replacement because there's no more people actually making this anymore. The the Sifu or the craft mm. person are no longer. So they, they, it's very difficult for us to continue. But with this uh, more making industry that we can do, we can actually uh, continue the reproduction of these uh, fine pieces right. and to replicas. And they are also very affordably priced because uh, they are into um, silicon rubber right. and most of the mold can be kept more than 10 years per design. And then we have to keep on doing another few master pattern for future usage. Right. It mm-hmm. is what, what you've done, I thought was so interesting is that you can actually use them in this conventional sense, but you've also turned them into necklaces and brooches yes. and everything. Yes. So, so uh, how do you get the idea okay. behind it? As for me, I'm a very fast moving person. I do multitasking uh, in my daily life. So I cannot be like so stereotyped, like wearing uh, only traditional attire. Right. Okay. Um. So I have some ideas when we travel overseas for our event and expo. We we got a lot of input and uh, feedback from our uh, regulars and customers to incorporate them into daily wear. So I was looking at people when I was having my subway rides and I was say, why not I turn my Kerongsang Kebaya series into something that is more contemporary right. and lightweight and multifunction, like maybe become a brooch and a pendant. Mm. When we came back to Malaysia after that, we found that, yeah, it's a good idea and we produce our first series of our Bunga Raya series and mm. Orchid series and we never turn back because we incorporate them with a fabric like Terengganu Batik and also Songket mm. and it was selling quite well and we were thinking it's also a good idea for people who are having allergies to metal because mm. this is the real solution for them to actually exercise without having any allergy to their skin and that's it we will also market them in our online platform in Zalora and 2015 our Batik Choker was doing very well then okay so now this is uh, you know you've been in business since 2006 starting this yes. so this is close to 16 years correct uh. right. we survived you survived yes. you know, what What have been some of the lessons and challenges learned along the yes. way don't talk about the last two years everybody okay. had their that issue that was a tough one too yeah. okay the, the last uh, 15 years was the challenge was coming from actually from China and Korea mm. because they have similar pieces which is also uh, exactly replica of our Bunga Raya orchids which has been turned into mass production but produced into cheaper uh, zinc metal mm. which is bad for health and skin irritation but th- there's nothing we can do about this because these products are brought in by container by mass and right. I do not know who is the importer but as and when we receive this from our customer for repair we told them that it's not easy to, to help them and we just advise them to just discard them away because we are not able to mm. re- repair it for them as for our product pewter is repairable we can chrome it back we can solder them back because it's always flexible and the moment that we know we can do that we are very very uh, comfortable because we know we can always have after uh, sales service that's where our customers has been uh, sticking to us all these years and been supporting us and uh, I know we are not a big brand but locally I think Polini accessories has been doing a wave nowadays yeah. right mm. why the name Polini 
That's interesting question, uh, Freda. Okay, it's a combination of our name, which is myself, mm. and my partner, which is Paul Kochi Kiong. So he's called Paul. He's uh, the Sifu. Okay. And myself is Lini. So we become Paulini. We just uh, minus the double L to become one. And why not? It is brand already. Right. It's easy to remember. It's ourselves, and we are proud to say that we found the company. We do everything from A to Z, and we struggle together. Struggle together. Yes. He's your he's your cousin, right? Yes, he is. Okay. Yes. And, and, and it sounds very Italian, actually. I know. <laughs> Whenever we travel overseas, we government department doing ex, uh, expose and demonstration. Uh, even though we are in Malaysian Pavilion, they were keep on asking, are we Italian? <laughs> uh, where are we from? But then thought, oh, look at our uh, flag. It's Malaysian flag. Right. Oh, then they believe we are Malaysian. If not, they were not, oh, you are not Malaysian, right? Uh, you are definitely have some distance of uh, Europe. No, no, that is our name. That's why we stick to our name because we want people to know us as the real person behind the uh, scene. Okay, so yeah. and you've been involved in, in taking part in Expos around the world. Yes, very actively since 2008 when we were discovered by uh, several government agencies. So they decided to actually promote us as cultural ambassador. Mm-hmm. We got a uh, chance to travel to Europe, Asia, East, uh, East Asia, even to uh, Middle East during the Travel Expo and we were given our small kiosk to perform our demonstration and gladly we can sell our pieces during the demonstration and usually they are all sold out. We are very happy. And uh, some of the countries that we even went like more than three to four times because mm. the, the the director of the tourism were asked to request us again because usually when we were there during the demonstration, we were actually attract crowd okay. and many people were actually inquire about the Malaysia's second home program and right. we were actually value added to the pavilion, okay. which we are very Wait, proud. Which country was this that was so okay. popular? We went to Russia three times. We went to Italy three times. UK two times. Middle East, I can't remember so okay. many. Uh, we even went to Japan. We went to China many times. We were invited by the mayor of Guangzhou City also ah. with a red carpet treatment, which is called the World Craft uh, Exhibition. It is a World Craft Council organization where all the best uh, craft of the world is being invited. It's a very interesting platform. It's organized only every two years uh, once. Mm. And the most memorable one, I was even in Bangladesh for three times. And right. I have to say the the response was so fantastic. Right. They really love our Malaysian uh, handicraft. Yeah. Okay, I, I'll be in trouble at the World Craft Center. <laughs> I think I, <laughs> I have to leave my credit card at home. Yes. Uh, I, w- I want to talk about, because these are all handmade pieces, yes. how do you find the people to support you? Mm-hmm. We'll discuss that in just a moment. I'm here with Salini Idris from Polini Heritage Craft. Stay tuned to Enterprise BFM 89.9. Breakfast for Masters, BFM 89.9. Good morning, this is Frida Liu. You're listening to Enterprise. I'm here with Salini Idris from Polini Heritage Craft. They've been around since 2006 and they work with pewter pieces. Now, these are all handmade pieces. Where do you find the, the team uh, to do this together with you? Okay, we have this uh, very good supplier company from Penang. They have been supporting us from day one. And the first two years, we were having difficulty to raise capital. So this company has been kind enough to support us. I'm very indebted 
to this uh, company forever. They give us a, a six-month credit for us to turn mm. around and when we make our actual profit, we we managed to pay them back and now we are on good books. Right, <laughs> yes. okay. So it support you, what, financially? Yes, in terms of paying in advance, they actually give us uh, uh, 90 days to 120 days for us to finish paying the raw material because it's not cheap to buy mm. 10 to 20 kg of pewter and other components and parts to actually become a piece of a finished product because the process is very long. Not just the raw pewter, it also has to be rubber, it has to be parts uh-huh. and the tools and the joining pieces of the rest of the things before it really become an end product. And another process of the electroplating is also another costly mm. uh, process which involves another third company which we will send it out before we actually bring it back for display or sale. Mm. Okay, but you also, so the people who are making it though, these yep. are, this is your staff, right? Yes. Where, where do they come from? Okay, we, we used to uh, receive a lot of uh, internship students from UITM for their degree holder paper where they major in uh, fine metal studies. Oh. So for four months, they'll be based in our uh, humble workshop. They will do starting from uh, design from scratch to finished product. Right. And we are able to keep all this as our product. Okay. Because students, they need to finish their paper. We will do the marking and grading and then can, they can finish and grade it with flying colours. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, so is it difficult to find people with these skills? Oh, yes. Lately has been very difficult because uh, the younger generation, they are not interested to pursue do this as a full-time career, even though we are willing to give them good uh, salary package. It's because of this uh, playing with heat and uh, the, the working surrounding is also very hot. So it's quite difficult for us to maintain long term staff but the current one has been with us for more than 10 years right. we are very glad but we are during the pandemic we are not able to maintain five staff so we have to let three of them go and sadly we we have to say goodbye to them right yeah because we have to pay the salary and still maintain some uh, basic uh, you know cost of overheads okay mm-hmm. even your three children don't want to join the business none of them are interested <laughs> and they're into their own in life and uh, I, I have to respect their decision right yeah so okay now, what happened during the pandemic? How did you survive? Okay, that was interesting, right? Because the during high, the first year of pandemic was 2020, which is close to Ramadan. So thankfully, we have our online platform, which is Zalora, and also our own Instagram platform. We managed to sell through mm. during that time. And in 2021, we even have a better arrangement ah. with one of the Ministry of Trade and Consumer, which is called KPD and HEP. Okay. <laughs> They actually subsidize kiosks for us in the most prestigious shopping mall in Kuala Lumpur City Centre, which is KLCC. So for the whole year of 2021, we were really, really blessed with this uh, opportunity uh, to actually sell uh, offline in this KLCC, where it's the most busiest uh, Mm. walkaway. And we have many new customers, even though during that time, there's no foreign tourists, but we have many supporters coming from all over Malaysia. Whenever they come to KL, they will drop by and buy pieces from us to support us. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. I have to say that, you know, the, your pieces are beautiful and, and accessible and yes. affordable, right? Yes, it is. Okay, how long mm-hmm. uh, does it take to make the pieces? Okay, for simple pieces like brooches, we already have the mold. But the problem is the finishing because when it comes up from casting, it's very dirty and it's not like proper. So we have to clean all the the dirty, the the, mm. the, 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 the whatever, the, the bridging mm. to make it totally clear so that it can be clean. And then only we will do 
the soldering parts to join if it's a bigger pieces or in terms of um, putting pendant hook because mm. we have these two in one function right. for our pendant and brooches and then we will put stones before we send them for bilateral plating into gold or silver which is a final uh, touch before we start to supply to all the requirement that we need to. Mm. So it can take any time from how long to how long? Okay, for brooches, you take about three to four days after that. then But the, the complicated pieces like bracelet, they are more tedious, more labour intensive. For bigger items like the pasire, it takes about a month wow. because those are those you have to order in advance because we can only make like two pieces, uh, two set a month. The pasire? That is my, my partner, uh, Paul's specialty. Ah. Currently, we are having bazaar, a pop-up bazaar, uh, which we are conjunction with Eon HQ mm-hmm. for uh, all these uh, IKS or small entrepreneur for three months. We've been there since uh, month of May until uh, April, uh, until August 14. It okay. is uh, to support all these uh, IKS, small medium industry SMI. We are now based in Eon Shah Alam. You can see all these beautiful pieces of our tapak sireh. Mm. We actually brought five ready stock. We sold them all. The what last is tapak sireh? Okay, tapasiri is a very interesting, uh, it's a symbolic bitternut case, ah, which see. were used during the yes. um, uh, olden families, yes. Malay and Chinese, or even Indians. Right. Some of them were used the bitternut to chew them, but lately they've been using it for Keeping pro- proposing for wedding I see. or marriage proposal, where the men's family will go to the ladies' house, family, to ask for a hand of marriage. Right. So now this has become a trend to get the better looking tapasiri, because the oral original one is actually produced from brass mm. which oxidizes easily and you have to keep on polishing yes. them before they yes. lost their shine but ours is totally two steps ahead where we actually maintain the, the shine the shine and also the heritage design but uh, after the coating of plating it will not easily uh, oxidize okay. that is the beauty part and you can actually keep it for three generations right so you yeah. so you have beyond jewellery other yes. pieces as those well those are our uh, our in-house uh, tapak sireh which we also supply to uh, banks and uh, corporate companies. So, so mm-hmm. most people will come to you, though. I say, if individuals say, well, what was popular? Is it the is it the krong sang? Is the it krong the krong sang is definitely our trademark because mm. uh, those are the thing that we started. We actually target the Muslim uh, market. Alright. Right. Then uh, five years later, when we start traveling overseas, we see there's another market for the non-Muslim market, which mm. is the k- k- chokers right. and the bracelets, right? Mm. And uh, in 2010 above, we start doing tapasiri because there is totally no body or artisan that is actually focused into doing right. that uh, one piece per design tapasiri. Right. We we have lost count how many tapasiri we have sold all these years. But whenever we bump into customer, they told us they have one of our tapasiri. We feel so happy and like very proud of it. Okay. Mm. And, and 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 I like how you use your you've done your krongsa into into necklaces, yes, right? So then yes. it becomes multifunctional. Correct. Yes. And they're and they're statement pieces, right? Correct. Where do you think the you know like it's it's you know when you talk about handmade? Yeah. Are we losing that art here in Malaysia? Yes. I think majority of the younger generation they are into. Uh, uh, high-end jewellery or mm. mass production jewellery because they want to be seen in it. You know, it's yeah. like a mass flow kind of thing. So sadly, this uh, artisan work like those uh, cottage industry like us, right. we are losing our shine. So is this the right step and the right time for the government agency to, uh, you know, instill the awareness in the early age, maybe from the primary education mm. about art and craft?
craft not only just yeah. uh, focusing on batik yeah. but we have ceramic craft we yes. have uh, wood craft weaving craft metal mm. craft Malaysia is so many uh, you know full of beautiful craft uh, we even have orang asli craft yes so we have to start to instill this from the young age you know so that these people this younger generation love the craft from the young age and not just focus into academic mm. achievement only yes let's life agree. be balanced right yes yeah. yes mm-hmm. because we're losing these people and you know Correct. It's, it's, it's sad yeah um, I think what you've done is also you managed to modernize something that's conventional yes, correct. you can use it traditionally True, yeah. or you can also wear it in a modern way yes yes it's been accepting uh, accepted as a global kind of thing so I'm very happy when I saw the pieces had gone to Australia UK Japan Middle East so some of them will write to me and say that they want to purchase it for Christmas then they will order in advance so right. instead of uh, they will order in June so that we can receive <laughs> it by October because we have to ship them out yes. and certain countries uh, shipping takes time you yes, know yeah. yes. sometimes the shipping itself is cost more than the product right. but they don't mind right Right. So these are the things that we feel like, wow, we have to honor this because they actually take the time to contact us and right. say, I want 20 pieces and can you do it in six months? Say, okay, we take the challenge. challenge yes, right. Yeah. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. are there plans to open a physical permanent store? Mm. Permanent physical store? I think uh, not for us. At the moment, we are mm. very comfortable doing pop-up bazaar and uh, online because I think this is the freedom that we gain and we don't want to be tied up to any uh, more management because it's very tedious yeah. and a lot of... Uh, uh, cost involved too. Right. So I think we are very comfortable with our uh, current range of uh, business because I think uh, the the words travel by mouth about our yeah. brand and the product is already known for this quality. So uh, buying yeah. online is not a problem. And we also do uh, delivery door to door. And I think it's artisanal. You don't want to yes. be masses at the Correct. same time, right? You cannot cope anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not getting younger. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess so. The the best place for people to find you is on Zalora and our own uh, website, Polynesia. Craft.com and of course our social media Pauline Pewter alright yeah. uh, thanks for you know keeping the shine on Pewter you're welcome uh, I've been speaking to Salini Idris from Polini Heritage Craft you've been listening to Enterprise BFM 89.9 You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9 The Business Station for more stories of the same kind Download the VFM app.